Welcome to the element of surprise. You don't need fortune. You don't need fame. You don't need a credit card to ride this train. My name is Chadwick J. Suet, and I am your host on this little shindig we like to take together every once in a while. It's that time of year. If you couldn't tell by the opening uh, song I treated to you, it's that time of year. We're going to get manly. We're going to get excessively manly this year. Listen. Listen here. It's... Listen. I, 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 I can only put it to you in one, one way. One way that I know of. And that is that the reputation of the U.S. Army echoes far and wide. And its badass leader is a man of spirit. A paragon of total masculinity, as if there could be more than one of the mighty Chadwick J. Suet. Here to take you on the little shindig, we go on every once in a while. Manly. Manly. Ah, oh, pure testosterone flowing through my veins. I, By talking to you now, I've just impregnated all of your girlfriends. Listen. It's 2021. Manliness... It doesn't stack up to what it used to be. Times, as Bob Dylan once said, they are a-changin'. No longer is it cool to be a manly man's man amongst men. Nowadays, it's considered cooler to be a well-rounded, emotionally open, intelligent adult. I don't know who fucking decided that. But, uh, you know, somebody full of acceptance is what they want you to be. And... That's, by all rights, fine. I have no problem with that. But there's still a world out there that needs to be manly. And I'm going to tell you how to do that tonight. This is the element of surprise. You can check us out at eosmentallyirregular.podbean.com. That's the hosting site. All the episodes are up there. You can listen to them, download them. We're also available on Google Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, CastBox, and pretty much anywhere that uh, podcasts are available. Also, you can check out our Facebook page at www.facebook.com backslash EOS Mentally Irregular. From there, you can join the group, which I've affectionately called the EOS Army. As I said, the reputation of the EOS Army echoes far and wide. Um, So without further ado, let's get right into it. Manly! It's November! It's time to get manly! It's the annual man episode! Um, that said, you know, I've, I've been paying attention to the world around me and, uh, being manly, they, they say it's harmful. They say it's harmful to be a real man's man. They call it uh, toxic masculinity, but they don't get to tell me what's manly and what's not. They don't get to decide if karate kicking a bear in the face and being disappointed in your children is harmful to their health and their emotional well-being. They don't get to fucking tell me any of this. And as avid listeners of this podcast know, being manly is not subject to scrutiny. In fact, it's a cornerstone of human excellence. And it's dope as fuck. There's absolutely nothing wrong with being manly. Having a dick like a saw, like a saw-scaled fucking viper wearing camo shorts and camo crocs with little croc nut sacks hanging off the back of them out in 20 degree weather, or punching literally anybody at all completely unprovoked. There's nothing wrong with it. However, however, 
2021, Nerd Science says that it's only a matter of time before pure testosterone-fueled manhood is just entirely phased out. It's just going to be gone. So, what I've done to counter this in the best ways I know how, and preserve our undeniable masculinity for future generations to come, is I'm going to give you some tips on how to showcase that manhood and bring it to the next level so that way everyone around you will know that, like me, you are a man's man amongst men. Tip number one, never ask for help with anything. A sign of true manliness is that under no circumstances will a man ask for somebody's help doing anything. If a task cannot be accomplished alone, that task cannot be accomplished. In the history of time, there's never been a point when someone of a manly stature has ever needed the help of anybody for anything. And that includes doctors, I want to point out. Men don't go to doctors. I don't care if you dislocate your entire spine while deadlifting a bear. You don't get to go to the fucking doctor. Just break into a monster truck rally and shoot yourself in the back with a Gravedigger t-shirt launching cannon, and you'll be fine. As paragons of masculinity, you know this deep down in your plums. Because that's where all men have like their final decision-making points. And that's where truth lies, is deep down in your plums. A man knows that the only medicine men ever need is a weekly bar crawl and Bon Jovi's living on a prayer blasting on every jukebox in a nine-mile radius. As long as you have that, you'll heal from pretty much any injury like your fucking Wolverine. You'll just instantly heal. Tip number two. Bury your emotions deep, deep within. Now, for my entire life, people have been speaking nonsense to me about how pushing down my emotions until I fucking explode like a volcano is both dangerous and silly. But... I ask you, good listeners, is it really? Why wouldn't you want to explode like a volcano? Volcanoes fucking kick ass. Anybody who fights a volcano dies. Maybe you disagree, but you're fucking wrong. A man keeps his feelings to himself and uses them to fuel the unstoppable nuclear reactor that is his, da- that is his dangerous, unbridled rage, and you can fact-check that. Just go ahead, I'll give you a moment. Google search it. See? See? It doesn't matter how devastating the news a man receives, that man will bury that pain and bury it deep until all that pain and rage pops literally every blood vessel in both of your eyes, and then he breaks all the windows in his apartment with a tire iron, or he pays a local lady of the night $600 to choke her into unconsciousness. But never, ever will he talk about his emotions under any circumstances. Remember, you're a man, you're not a gay vagina, so hold that shit deep inside, alright? Tip number three. Demand that every TV within 25 miles plays only sports. Men instinctively understand that sports are the modern equivalent of Roman gladiator fights. It's natural to expect a constant stream of sweat, blood, and testosterone to be playing on all televisions constantly. 
we currently live in an era where at any point in time, you can turn on any television, and when you do so, you literally run the risk of being subject- subjected to no less than eight separate Hugh Grant films at any given time. Which, of course, as we know, will melt your face like you've opened the Ark of the Covenant and explode your eardrums. Uh, so it's your manly birthright to demand a never-ending stream of sweaty adult men brawling and competing over some fictional endgame. I'm talking about real sports, of course, too. Nothing but American football, hockey, or if you've got no other choice whatsoever, baseball. Uh, anything else isn't a real sport and will shrivel your testicles like a sun-dried raisin. It's just facts. Now, in extreme cases, you go straight to pro wrestling. If, 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 if you, as a man, are feeling so unmanly that a football game isn't, isn't bringing up your manhood, you go straight to pro wrestling. There is nothing like well-oiled, completely shaven adult men grappling with each other that brings the, that just starts pumping the plums, you know? Just get your pump, plums pumping. Tip number four, be tougher than Zeus. And no, I'm not talking about Zeus played by Tiny Lister from uh, the Amer- uh, Hulk Hogan movie No Holds Barred, although that Zeus was fucking awesome. I'm talking about the uh, Olympic Greek god, Zeus. See, there's a pandemic going around, and I'm not talking about COVID. I'm talking about the circling nightmare storm called body positivity. We all know that soon, it won't matter if you're skinny, fat, or just flat-out disgusting to look at, covered with skin tags and all that creepy shit, uh, which is why I suggest doing whatever it takes to become a 7'3", 400-pound terrifying mountain of muscle, a fucking pure Adonis with testicles the size of Bosque pears. You won't need to even put in much effort to do this because you're a living, you're a living and breathing man. So becoming stronger and tougher than the toughest guy in Greek mythology shouldn't be that hard for you. In fact, I've estimated, I've done the math, 36% effort should be more than enough to make Zeus look like your personal bitch boy. He might be able to throw bolts of lightning, but you ejaculate excellence, and I want you all to remember that. Any and all comers will quake in their shit pants because they know that you can beat their dicks off with both hands. And your manliness is displayed at its absolute peak when you're violently unleashing your fists completely unprovoked on someone at a Buffalo Wild Wings during a sporting event. Tip number five. Have a glass of scotch every fucking day. There is nothing that can bring a man's day to a close better than a glass of scotch on the rocks, berating your children for failing to live up to your ridiculous expectations of them, and a 40-minute blowjob from a fine woman. Unfortunately, not every man out there has kids to be disappointed by or a woman at the ready for a schlong gobble, but you can still have that scotch. A nice glass of scotch can also cement your status as a man's man in the eyes of strangers. It tells people that you're a man of importance, a man of stature. You can spend all day in your yard wearing navy blue chino shorts, a stained white beater tank top, knee-high brown socks, and black Italian loafers with a black eye and a long white beard looking like some sort of fucking spousal abuse Santa Claus, but that glass of scotch will let people know that you've got class. Tip number six. Love nature or get the fuck out. 
as much as I hate to admit it, man life won't always be fighting bears single-handedly while impregnating every woman in a 10-mile radius. There will be times when, as a man, you'll need to be out there working the land, plowing fields with your bare hands, and building sturdy, sustainable log cabin homes in the wilderness. I'm sure it goes without saying that you've got to love that shit because being manly requires you to be able to survive alone in the wild for an unlimited amount of time. You've had some things genetically baked into your balls by God, and the ability to trap and kill both your enemies and your food is one of them. You should, by instinct alone, know how to tame an alpha wolf and its pack, build John Rambo-style traps in the forest, and nurture an injured woodchuck back to health. If you can't build a survival bunker out of the burnout remains of an abandoned 1949 Ford F1 pickup truck, you stumble upon in the woods, then nature fucking hates you, and you have to leave. We don't care where you go, just get the fuck out of, out of here. Just go. Tip number seven. All grocery bags need to be brought inside in one trip. It's not my place to say if a man should or should not be grocery shopping. While typically considered lady work, it's not beyond reason that even the manliest of men may occasionally need to grab some things from the local market. However, should a man ever go grocery shopping, it is a requirement of manhood to carry everything that man has purchased into the house in one trip. This is not up for debate. It's non-negotiable. If you can't make the short journey from your vehicle to your kitchen with every bag of groceries that you purchased in one shot, then my friend, your vagina is in need of a scrub because you're not a man. If you're unsure of your capabilities to accomplish this simple task, then set up an OBGYN appointment to get your clam burger inspected by a professional. You understand? It's an absolute minimum that as a man, you carry all the bags inside at once and don't forget it. Women who learn that you do this will instantly moisten. It's a scientific fact. Tip number eight. Flannel shirts worn over top of long sleeve thermal shirts. Existing inside the awesome bubble of manliness can be difficult. But by now, you've come to realize and understand that looking manly can be just as important as being manly. And so it's equally important that you own a manly set of clothing. It's universally agreed that denim jeans and a pair of work boots are the manliest clothes for your legs and feet. But what about your upper body? Well, there's only really one true choice out there, and that's wearing a flannel shirt over top of a long-sleeve white thermal shirt. Ideally, you have to have the sleeves of the flannel shirt rolled up to the elbow so that uh, folks around you can see the sleeves of the thermal shirt underneath. Uh, basically, you want to look like some Jeremiah Johnson-Paul Bunyan hybrid, perhaps complete with a thick beard, uh, capable of magnetically pulling every vagina from 70 yards straight towards it like a bristly briar patch of passion. Uh, you may also consider a tassel cap. Uh, this combined look will convey to all that you encounter that you are not to be fucked with, uh, but also capable of making wonderful, powerful animal sex onto any woman of your choice whenever you see fit. Tip number nine. Argue with anybody over what level the TV volume should be set at, at all. 
As manly types, I'm sure you found yourself in this situation before. A person, usually unmanly in nature, or a woman, is at your home. Maybe you're at theirs, but I digress. The point is you're watching what I'll assume is either a Bruce Lee movie or a show about logging, and your guest raises or lowers the volume level on the TV. Unless the number of the volume level that they've chosen ends in a zero, or a five, preferably a zero, they've wronged you. Numerically, the only acceptable volume levels on a television end in zero or five, preferably zero, and I know everybody listening to my voice right now is nodding in agreement. It should be against the law to set the volume on any TV to any number not ending in zero or five, and it's your duty as a man to begin yelling wildly and insulting anybody who fails to do so, even if they're setting the volume on their own TV inside of their own home. I don't care if you have to beat the living shit out of them inside their own fucking abode and toss them down a tall flight of stairs. It's your right as a man to have the TV volume set correctly. Tip number 10. Leave to get marble red cigarettes and scratch-off tickets and then just never come back. From the moment you're born as a man, you've got three things in life to look forward to. Number one. Your first grilled steak. Mm, so good. Number two, the first time you ever make passionate wild animal love with a woman. Mm, so good. And number three, the moment you decide to just abandon everything and just fucking leave. I mean, literally fucking everything. Work, home, family, friends, spouse, children, all of it. It's one of the hallmarks of manliness to just stand up and walk away from all of your responsibilities at any given point in time. And if anybody questions this God-given right, you just tell them that you're going to go grab some smokes and scratchers and you'll be right back. You see, as a man, you absolutely never need to commit to anything or anyone. And once you've completely abandoned everything and stole away like a thief in the night, those you've left behind will genuinely thank you. Because you've taught them a very powerful manly lesson. Self-reliance. Those are my 10 tips for being more manly. Uh, that's not all, though. I have a, a list of some things that actually fucking exist. Um, which I'm going to refer to as the manliest products ever. So, in this world that we live in, there are manly bath products. And they of course, come in a paint can, because what else would manly products come in? So, you're a man, and you wish to take a bath. Well, first off, everyone knows that real men only wash themselves under distant waterfalls while several coy maidens lustfully spy on them, but a company out there has made a product called the Man Can, all-natural bath and body gift sets for men. And this company seems to think that men bathing requires more, so they packed a bunch of cliche-named man products into a goddamn paint can. It's like somebody there was like, holy shit, that man's going to touch water. And then they send like a rugged shirtless fellow called Mustache Steve out to intervene before the man can touch water with something called a fisherman's scrub to make sure that he doesn't accidentally use normal soap and grow 17 vaginas on his body. Um... Pay no heed, of course, to products that uh, any, anybody else would use. And instead, rub this whiskey and mahogany set in bullshit all over yourself instead. 
women will be intoxicated with pussy lust at you. And they will enjoy how you smell like a weekend alcoholic bender. There's also a company out there that makes uh, manly baby supplies. Not supplies for your baby to make your child more manly, but, you know, uh, in terms of basically the honorable things that a man can be, they've assumed that dad and soldier are theoretically up there at the same level. So a company that is literally named Mission Critical has been making uh, tactile dad gear. So... Or tactical dad gear. So dads everywhere can pretend to be a soldier while half-assing their way through the whole dad thing. Um, where they really excel are in their military-themed diaper bags and strap-on baby characters carriers that are available in both camouflage and black. Uh, the black one suspiciously looking a lot like a bulletproof vest. Um, the logo for the company is, of course, a military-style minimalist man-looking symbol, so you know that they're going to make quality, tough products. Um, all of this sounds like lame marketing, but as a parent, I can personally attest that the proper rearing of your child, see, I told you I was going to keep saying that, is, in fact, a critical mission. Most of the people I know, myself, in, myself included, had to have been dropped on our fucking heads at some point. Uh, by our parents, and I, I, I can't help but wonder, what if, they, what if our parents would have had the military-grade mission-critical baby carriers at their disposal? You know, we'd all be fucking, fucking brain surgeons by now, by all logical purposes. Now, I think I know my audience pretty well by now. So, I know that all the manly fathers and potential fathers listening are A absolutely going to need a baby carrier that makes it appear as if they strap their infant to their chest with a bulletproof vest, and B, will likely need to be in some form of desert, camouflage color, or in case you need airdropped into fucking Nom, um, amidst your fatherly duties, just, you know, covered in leaves. Now, they also make manly-scented aromatherapy candles, and it's been my experience that, uh, Scented candles have always been considered a lady-specific part of marketing bullshittery. Which, if I'm being honest, seems like a misfire because they're essentially fire that smells awesome. So, you know, that just, that just screams manhood to me. It's fire that smells great. Well, luckily for us truly manly he-men, there are now candles out there that smell of manly scents, such as rich mahogany, freshly cut grass, and naturally, beer. That's correct. There are beer-scented candles for men. And to get an idea of what they must be like, we're going to do an experiment. So, all, the, all you real manly men out there, go to your fridge and grab a can of beer. Open it and drink most of it. But leave about, eh, about a third of the beer or so still in the, in, sitting in the can. Now I want you to put that on a window seal, preferably in direct sunlight, for a couple of days. Then, go put your nose really close to the open can, so you can get a nice whiff of that aroma. Now light that on fire. That's somehow somebody thought that they should capture that abortion of a smell in a candle form and market it towards only the manliest of men using real marketing terms that somebody actually sat down in a boardroom and came up with.
listen, listen, I'm going to shoot straight. Regardless of if you are or not a drinker, and regardless of what level drinker you may be, beer is not a smell that anybody likes. It's just one of the worst fucking smells. It stinks like hot farts of a diehard baseball fan at the 4th of July cookout. So if you voluntarily and purposefully purchase beer-scented candles, they should legally come with a list of things uh, that you can... Or not a list of things, but a list of times and locations for AA meetings. If you willingly go out there and like, oh, beer-scented candles, hell yeah, what's this attached to it? It should be like, oh, you live in Portland. Here's all the local Portland AA meetings and times that they have those. Um, I'm honestly shocked nobody's come up with a diapers for negligent dads, which could just be old rags and duct tape to wrap around their children. But at this point, who the fuck knows? Um, Finally, I think I'm going to bring this year's Manstravaganza event to an end. Uh, You know, no, not yet. Not yet. I, I, I was just thinking about something and I... It's, it's, I, I mentioned children a lot and, and, you know, rearing your child and being a parent and, but, you know, I, I got to go back and touch on this as a, as a father, um, and as a man, I think it's worth discussing that primarily our penises do decide a solid 87% of our daily activities. And, um, I think it's also worth noting that because, because we're men, um, and not sissy people who only skill is watching men greater than us bet our women, uh, sometimes we need to express our unrivaled manliness through public displays that would make both John Wayne and, um, what's his fucking name? I can't remember it. Um, Death Wish. Charles Bronson, thank you, uh, consider going out to buy themselves a set of panties. Um, you know, for example, maybe you find yourself at um, a child's career day. You know, and you're at a school, you're in your child's school, and uh, you're waiting there to tell, you know, the other children about what you do. And your child brought you there, and they're very excited to have you there. Um, You know, but you notice, as a man, that the father speaking before you is like a fireman or some sort of sports legend or some shit like that. And you realize that every word coming out of his mouth is making you look like an inferior product in the eyes of these children. So... Of course, as a man, that means it's fucking on. You've got no choice now but to let this classroom of elementary students know that you're both way manlier than Mr. Dad of the Year over there and the guy that they're going to want to be when they grow up. Well, here's, here's, here's what happens. First, when the school marm calls you up to speak, make your way to the front of the class with the confidence of Babe Ruth calling out his home run shot. And do so to an entrance theme, um, preferably something that on like a boombox that you brought with you. Uh, Real American by Rick Derringer is a great choice for this one. Uh, secondly, let's help usher the other dads out of the way. This is your spotlight now, and you don't need to share it with anybody. Also, let the children know that you're the alpha, possibly by humiliating one of the other parents. Maybe just like bitch slap like another dad or something. Um, third, You're going to want to brag about how you had to move important business around to be there and how it's okay because the world will wait um, for you 
if you tell it to, and then go on into like a monologue about hostile takeovers or something. Maybe toss one of the other parents' careers in there to make it look like you can leave them unemployed at the uh, shake of your dick. Um, finally, you're going to want to tell these youngsters that you've set it up so that your child is next in line for a throne none of them could possibly ever hope to attain. Throw in a uh, tell your mom hi for me to the child of the parent you found to be the biggest threat to your manhood. Uh, this will all let the children know that you're possibly their real father, which of course will leave them unable to ever trust or respect their actual fathers ever again. Um, you know, here's another unspoken law of manhood. And this one specifically focuses on how attractive women find you. Um, it's, it's kind of a law that women find nothing sexier than broken, tortured men with the ability to mow down entire crops of other dudes. If you don't believe me, I'm going to prove it to you right now with one, one man I think everybody knows. Batman. Batman can ruthlessly take down entire criminal organizations while he's brooding. He fucking broods so hard that even the evil women want him. Catwoman, Poison Ivy, Talia al Ghul, Nocturna, number 10 of the, t of the Royal Flush Gang, and the list continues. You can have the McSauce Boys check, fact check that list for you if you don't believe me. Because even the evil girls want Batman because he's so fucking broken and tortured. Apparently, all you need to have to have all the women on either side of the law want to get a juicy mouthful of your cock is to have witnessed your parents' brutal murder and to have sworn a lifetime of brooding nightly revenge. If you still don't buy it, let's take a look at literally every movie Liam Neeson has been in the lead-in for the last 10 years. It doesn't matter if he's destroying a sex trafficking ring in Europe or fighting a pack of Timberwolves. After surviving a plane crash, he's reflecting on those he's lost while doing it and channeling that rage into forms of survival the average fellow would fail at, cry, and then piss in his pants. Men are just naturally sexier when our lives have been full of choices that lead us to dark and traumatic circumstances. It's a fact, and we're not being cold and emotionally distant, we're being glib, drinking alone, or having sex. This is all done in the name of emotional complexity. Because no woman has ever been ready to drop panties for a man who's just a real good fellow, interesting and genuinely helping people. If there were another way around, if, it, if shit was the other way around, where women were attracted to that, Screech from fucking Saved by the Bell would have been fighting women off with a stick while Zack and Slater jerked each other off in the bathroom. And Joey from Full House would have had to give Uncle Jesse tips on how to fucking bed women and how they like to be treated instead of playing with a woodchuck puppet in his fucking basement. In fact, at no time in history have women ever considered Joey's or Screech's of the world as actual possibilities for mating because it's hardwired in their DNA to choose the sexiest and strongest to preserve the species. That's science. Men are simply more attractive when they're suffering from some form of PTSD and unable to communicate their pain without booze, punching, or fire. That's fact. That's science. Um, alright. <clears throat> alright. Let's, let's bring this year's manhood episode to a close. Let's bring it down. And uh, 
To do so, I'm going to end this episode by giving you a list of some of the manliest names in the world, all of which are possessed by actual fucking people. There are men in real life society walking around with names that are so manly, you'd expect their penises to tear out of their pants and attack the person nearest to them because of how manly their names are. Number one, Lance Armstrong. It's impossible to hear that name and not instantly imagine cowards being impaled on a battlefield. And personally, nobody who can uh, survive three types of cancer at once is anything but manly as fuck. Number two, Powers Booth. That's a solid, strong fucking name. Powers Booth. Powers? What fucking kind of powers? Mind control? Fucking laser eyes? I don't know. But Jesus Christ... That last name on its own, Booth, not so much. Kind of brings up, you know, things about, like, assassinating presidents. But Powers Booth? You combine that together. That's pure fucking testosterone. Number three. Dick Pound. This is a real guy. Dick Pound. His name is Richard Pound, a lawyer from Montreal, Canada, who I can only assume defends himself in a court of law for murdering women's pussies. I mean, come on, his name is fucking Dick Pound. How much, how, how manlier, how much manlier do we need to be? Finally, Kevin Roberts. Kevin Roberts is the coolest bitch in town. There's no, there's no denying that. That name is pure manliness. Kevin Roberts. Can that bitch get a donut? Absolutely he fucking can. He just made it to second base with a lady. You know, the only name that can possibly outmanly those names that I gave you would be Bron <laughs> Bronson Cock Smasher, who fires bolts of electricity out of his golden dick and fights Russell Crowe on a daily basis in gladiator battles, while also fucking Greek goddesses to create a new race of super demigods. In fact, I believe I settled on my new legal name, T. Bronson Cock Smasher DDS. Alright, well, that's what I got for you guys tonight. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, let's stay manly out there, and uh, let's check these other testosterone-pumping podcasts, uh, like a fireside chat over on Libsyn, hosted by Ryan McCormick, uh, McSauce, the comic book podcast on Podomatic, hosted by uh, Ian, Paul, and Matt, and Case in Point on Audio Boom, hosted by Justin Case. Thank you, stay safe, stay manly, and as always, cue the fucking bear music. <laughs>